friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today we're going to talk about what the world needs a little bit more of, and that's love. It feels like there's so much anger and bitterness and sadness in the world today. And as Christians, we're missing an opportunity to be the light of Jesus in times that are so turbulent. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'd like to talk about, as Christians, how we should be living. And I'm going to start with a story for you about a woman named Jean. She and her husband were in a car accident many years ago. Her husband, who pastored a church here locally, died in that accident, and she survived, but she had um, some pretty severe injuries and was in the hospital for a long time. When it came time for the young man to, that, um, who was impaired when he hit them to be sentenced, she sent word with her family that she did not want him to do any time in jail. She wanted him to have the opportunity to live the life that she, that she thought he deserved to live. That's not to say she wasn't angry and it's not to say she wasn't sad, but she was able to overcome those things. So what she asked for was that he would go to the church, this young man would go to the church and apologize, and that he would also spend his summer doing community service there, getting just doing things around the church. The judge granted her wish. The young man stood before the church. And just picture this with the elders standing behind him, hands on him, giving him support to apologize for what he had done. He was just a teenager. Jean had forgiven him and wanted him to still have a good life. The elders stood behind him in support as he went before the church. And he worked all summer at that church with one of the elders who took him under his wing. And if that picture isn't enough for you, just recently, Jean had the opportunity to meet this young man and his family. They had some things they wanted to give her and met with her. She was very excited about the opportunity for them to get together. And she told me they were coming and she couldn't wait. And the joy on her face when she told me they were coming was unfathomable in some ways because how could you have joy to meet someone that caused you so much grief? But she did. She met with them. They brought what they came to bring. And she couldn't wait to tell me the next day what that was like. They cried together. They laughed together. They prayed together. This young man has now graduated from college and he's going to go on and be a teacher. And she believes with everything in her that his experience will be something that he can talk about to other young people. And that hopefully he can keep this from happening to someone else. What makes a woman able to forgive when she's hurting and grieving and in a hospital room? And she's still in a wheelchair to this day. What makes her say, it's okay. 
I forgive you. But Jean did. And I think this is a lesson that we can all learn as Christians. Jesus called us to love one another. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, 27 through 35. But I say to you who hear, love your enemy, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who abuse you. If you go on down to uh, 35, well, let's go to 32. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. But down in 35, love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and your sons of the most high for he is kind. Let me try that again. And you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Jesus is telling us here, love your enemies. Jean was such a beautiful picture of loving her not maybe not her enemy but someone who inadvertently caused her harm many of us would choose to make that person our enemy but jean didn't and if i could just tell you the joy on her face when she found out that he's a teacher and that he is going to go on and teach others she was so proud of him and she told me how proud she was of him she could not wait that next day to tell me how her evening went what a wonderful young man he had turned out to be and all the good that she believed that he would do. That's hard to do. Your husband is gone. You're in a wheelchair because a mistake happened. But there was someone behind that mistake and she was able to forgive even when she was in pain and even when she was grieving. I just think that's a beautiful picture of loving someone who's harmed you. In today's world, there's so much hate and so much anger. And yes, we're called to love our enemies, but we're also called to love our neighbor. How easy it would be to forget about our neighbors or not see the people around us. And I have to tell you, literally, this woman was my neighbor and we went to church together. And she was just angry all the time and bitter and just not didn't appear to be a very nice person she was someone I tried to avoid because if you did get in a conversation it always was was very negative and it was just the dynamics of relationship with her were difficult I didn't spend a lot of time with her but I watched her with other people and uh I did we did do a lot of the same things at church so I did see her and I just couldn't understand how she could be so angry and so bitter until one day I had agreed to take her home from work and she was my neighbor so it was not a problem and I took her home and on the way home you know my kids were little and I was just lamenting the the parts of being a young mom with three kids in four and a half years and she got out of the car we said goodbye I didn't think anything of it and she called me later and I just learned so much of her through that conversation. She was angry because she'd been abused in many, many ways. She was bitter because 
her husband had left her and he left her with debt and all kinds of problems. And what it taught me is there's always a why. There's always a reason when some, or almost always, when someone is angry, when someone is bitter, when someone has, is just not happy ever, there's probably a why. And if you can figure out what that is, it changes the dynamic of that relationship. In Luke 10, 27, and Matthew 22, 37, and Mark 12, 31, Jesus tells us to love our neighbor as ourself. It seems easy. It's certainly not as difficult as, you know, loving an enemy or loving someone who has harmed us. It's our neighbor. They're easy to love, right? My neighbors on both sides of us are both wonderful people, and it's easy to love them. But what if one of them was cranky or constantly upset about anything? You know, maybe we don't grow mow our grass enough or we're noisy or whatever. It's harder to love those people, but there's always a why. And I encourage you when you're at the bank or you're at the grocery store and someone is having a bad day or doesn't seem as nice as they should, think think about what is the why? Why, why are they acting that way? Because we're not just called to love our pleasant neighbors as I am blessed with all around me. We're, we're called to love everyone And sometimes they're not so pleasant and probably they need it more than uh, those that are more pleasant. In today's world, it feels like Christians are fighting with Christians. And I struggle with this so much because We have talked tonight about loving our enemies. It's in the Bible. It's very clear. We've talked about loving our neighbor. It's in the Bible. It's very clear. There's also some verses in 1 John about hating our neighbor or hating a brother. In 1 John 2, 9 through 11, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister live in the light, and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister in the, is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. And if we go on to chapter 4, verse 20 in First John, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. It's really very clear. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Love your brother. Love your sister. But it's also clear we can't hate our brother. We can't hate our neighbor. We can't hate even our enemies. Because if we hate someone, we cannot love God. If we claim to love God and hate someone who's harmed us, someone who is our enemy, someone who just lives beside what just lives beside us, someone who annoys us, then we are a liar. 
And so I see so much of that in the church today. And it breaks my heart that we have so many people that are angry with each other and they hate on each other. This doesn't say love your neighbor, but it's okay to hate your governor. This doesn't say love your enemy, but it's okay to hate the person who annoys you when you go to the grocery store. It doesn't say that. It's very clear. And it's hard. You guys, it's hard. There is so much anger and people are saying things and you may or may not agree with them and you just want to say your piece. And often when you do, you get it from all directions. It's hard. We can only do this with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own. Jesus doesn't say, go and love your enemies, and you're on your own with it. He's going to help us with it. We have to rely on him to do that. None of this hard stuff are things that we can do on our own. But you guys, we are, if we're going to be the light, if we're going to show the world that Christians are different, we have to love our enemies. If we're going to show the world that Jesus is different. We have to love each other and we have to be able to agree in a way that isn't hateful or angry or bitter. It's okay to have differences of opinion, that we're all made different and unique and God wants us to use the gifts that he gave to us. It's not okay to hate on each other. It's not okay to argue to the point that you want a fist fight none of this is okay. You don't have to agree with somebody on their political beliefs. You don't have to agree with everything somebody believes theologically. You don't have to agree with somebody who likes a different team than you, but you have to be respectful in your argument. And I will tell you, the more time you spend in the word, Number one, the better chance you have that the Holy Spirit is with you as you're having these conversations. But the, also, the more time that you spend in God's Word, the more prepared you are to have these conversations. Yes, to have them in love, but also to be able to speak God's Word in a way that people can hear it. Because this is the only way we are going to bring love back to this world. Satan is having a heyday. He is dancing wherever it is he lives, and he is laughing, and he is giggling, and I can just see him rubbing his hands together and licking his lips because he knows that we are falling apart. So today, I urge you, open your Bible. Learn what's inside of it. Read passages you love. Read passages you've never read. Start at the beginning and work your way through. Pick a book of the Bible and start that. That's the way to grow a relationship with God. And that's the way to beat Satan at his own game. We can't continue to hate on each other on social media. We can't continue to say mean and hateful things about people we know and people we don't know. We are called to be God's light, and his light is only in us if we are reaching out in love. We can disagree. We can disagree respectfully, and there are even going to be things in the Bible that we might not agree on. But I implore you, 
to take some time and think about and pray about how you can love your neighbor, how you can love your enemy, how you can love your brother and sister in Christ. Because if you can't love your brother and sister in Christ, how are you going to reach out to someone that you don't know or that you don't agree with that doesn't even know Jesus? Because our entire purpose is to spread the word of God and make people know how great our God is. Be great. Show people how great our God is because you're full of his light and his love. The In the Whisper podcast is sponsored by Gifts with Grace. Gifts with Grace connects caring mentors with women who need encouragement and support after experiencing trauma. Our mentors meet women where they are, and together we work towards specific goals uniquely suited just for them. Each woman also has the opportunity to grow spiritually through Bible study and express herself through the creative process of gift making. If you want to know more about Gifts with Grace, go to our webpage at giftswithgrace.org. I want to leave you with one final thought. As we talk about loving our neighbor and what it takes for the world to see the love of a Christian nation and Christian people, I want to read to you from Romans 8, 35 through 39. Because there is hope. Our world is broken. Our world has been broken since Adam and Eve came. And it feels even more broken this year than it has in the past. But there is hope in Jesus and there is hope in love for each other that can only come through the Holy Spirit. So I want to leave you tonight with Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written... For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will it will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You guys, Jesus died on a cross so that you can spend eternity with him. We are redeemed, we are forgiven, and we are loved. Let's take that love, let's take that forgiveness, and take it out into the world so that through you and through me, the world can see just how much Jesus loves each and every one of them.